Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com, where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused the necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country? Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at GotYourSixCoffee.com. Also, coming out in July 2019 from Penguin Random House is a book I had the honor of writing the foreword for called Warrior's Book of Virtues, a field manual for living your best life. Combat veterans Nick Bennis, Matt Bloom, and Buzz Bryan share how lessons they learned during their service can help empower you into a life of deep and lasting virtue, no matter the obstacles you face. Available now for pre-order at the links below. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Shane Theralt, a Marine Corps veteran who served in the elite presidential guard. He served five years before injury forced him out of the service. He transitioned into real estate and created the company called Helping Heroes PCS. What I love about Shane is his laser focus on the realities associated with the real estate world. He tells it like it is. When you access Shane and his company, Helping Heroes PCS, you're accessing someone with an established and proven work ethic, real estate experience that goes above and beyond, someone who values your trust as a client and understands military life, its stressors, its commitments, and its challenges before, during, and after. Shane is someone who takes your needs and challenges seriously and then delivers, driving home value literally. Now before you think what I've said is just a setup for an entrepreneurial sales pitch, Take the time to listen to Shane in this interview. You will quickly understand why the most successful men and women in business don't focus on short-term financial transactions that pad their pockets for a day or two or wave a banner about veterans two times a year during Veterans Day and Memorial Day. You will quickly understand that Shane recognizes the depth of commitment that is required to serve and protect this country and how he reveres the opportunity to serve you and your family as you do one of the most stressful and anxiety-causing things families can do, move from one residence to another. To have a person empowered with expertise and committed to your success creates trust during the stress of transition. Life is complex and challenging enough. It can be overwhelming to be surrounded by people and organizations that are good at taking but come up short when it comes to giving. 
Shane has run this gauntlet ahead of you and learned how to help you and yours make your transition as stress-free as possible, as well as vetting some of the finest real estate professionals this country has to offer to multiply his ability to effectively serve those who serve. Shane, welcome to the Get Up Nation podcast. Thank you so much. I'm um, very happy to be here and very humbled by that incredible intro. I'm excited to share with Get Up Nation what you do and who you are. My research prior to this interview, it's refreshing to experience your commitment and your no BS type attitude toward the realities of this world so that you can effectively create value for the clients that you meet each day. Shane, you knew early you wanted to join the military. Life was not easy for you as a young man. You were working at 15 years old. You got your GED on your own. At the time, the Marine Corps required college credit in addition to a GED to join. So after your visit to the recruiter, you enrolled in college, put in your time to earn the credits needed. A year later, you were in uniform. Tell us about that drive within you, that hunger for a challenge, and how the adversity you'd experienced early helped prepare you to excel in the Marine Corps. I won't go too much into my soft story, but I didn't have it really easy. And I basically was on my own for the majority of my teen years. So the drive had to be there. It was a necessity. It was really just a survival instinct. I had to work to make ends meet, but I was never satisfied. And I knew that the work that I was doing at the time was not going to be my long-term goal. And I also knew that I wasn't going to let it define me. So I wanted to do something bigger. And once I decided that the Marine Corps was that something bigger, there was nothing that was going to stop me from achieving that. And once I made it to boot camp, it made boot camp seem so much easier because of all the hard work I put into just getting there. That experience alone has probably helped me more in life than anything else because when I set my sights on something, I make a goal. There's nothing that's going to stop me from achieving that goal, and I know that there's a way to do it, and I'm going to find it. Tell us some about your accomplishments while you served and some of the things that engage your interest the most while you served. Sure. So I joined, and I got forced into a presidential card. I was signed <laughs> up as an infantryman, and at the time, they were pulling people from that to go to presidential guard. Everybody had to be an infantryman. So when I got pulled into an interview and, and was asked, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much would I want to be in the presidential security guard? I said zero. <laughs> I said, do not pick me. I am not doing this. And the, uh, <laughs> the lady that was doing the interview said, okay, you know what? I like you. Welcome to the presidential security guard. <laughs> oh, crap. That was an interesting time. I, I will say I, I don't necessarily regret it but I would not do it again. That was a tough job. I was in presidential security for two or three, I think three years, and then went back to the fleet. And the infantry is so much easier than being in presidential security. Huh. So much easier. The hours are better. The job's not nearly as hard or monotonous. And I know a lot of infantry guys listening to this are probably going to be chuckling and saying, oh, yeah, right, well... <laughs> that I got from that was the 
connections that I got to make while I was there, the people I got to meet, and the things that I got to learn from everybody around that atmosphere was definitely invaluable. And the professionalism there was much higher than anything I'd ever seen anywhere else in the Marine Corps, specifically up at Camp David. When I worked up at Camp David, the professionalism there was just outstanding. You didn't have any normal military BS up there. We played by big boy rules. If something needed to get done, it got done. There was no complaining, no Lance Corporals trying to hide in the closet to keep from doing work. Everybody just did what they were supposed to, and it was fantastic. And, you know, we got to meet the president, most of the cabinet members. It was a unique experience. And I've talked with military personnel and professional athletes who often, in a moment, have their entire future altered by an injury. Some of the most difficult challenges people face in that moment involve their sense of identity when it comes to their job, the disorientation of having to find a new career. Sometimes all of a sudden, if they weren't prepared, they're thinking about a new income stream that they need to make, being confronted with maybe a lack of skills or education, and then the relationship stressors that happen during that process with loved ones, and possibly doing all this while in physical pain due to the injury. Will you speak a little bit about your transition out of the Marine Corps and how locking into your passion for real estate was helpful to you during your process? That's a great question. So I had plans to do security contracting mm -hmm. whenever I got out. That was going to be the way that I transitioned. I was already putting things in place. I was going to make great money doing it. And unfortunately, I was struck with some injuries. I had some prior injuries that led up to these, and it just compounded. So that's a little tip for you guys that are still active duty. If you have some injuries, get them checked out. Don't worry about what your command is going to do to you or what the people around you are going to think. Get them checked out because if you don't, they'll compound. But anyway, so when my injuries hit, it you know reared its ugly head, I was told by an orthopedic surgeon that I'm done. My career's over. I can't be a police officer. I can't do security contracting. I'm out of the military for sure. So that got me in a terrible state of mind. I didn't know what I was going to do, didn't know how I was going to make it happen. Fortunately, I had a little time during the VA process to think about these things because that process took almost a year in itself. So once I was medically separated and was out on my own, I really just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I did not want to work for anybody. Didn't want to do it. I wanted to be my own boss. So I found an investor and decided that I was going to get into government contracting because I knew that if you had disabled veteran status, which I did, that you could get a hold of contracts that only other small business owned by disabled veterans could compete on. So it was kind of a lucrative thing. So I decided to get into that. I found an investor that was willing to front the whole thing, and we went into business together. So we did that for about a year, and it went pretty well. The problem was that he had some personal issues in his life that caught up with him, and so he had to back out after about a year. And I decided I wasn't going to continue doing it without his financial support. So I decided to go do something else. And I thought to myself, I remember talking to my wife and just thinking, well, I really don't know what I'm going to do now. I should go into real estate because I think I'd have fun doing that. I've always loved sales and always loved helping people, but I really just don't feel like doing the classes right now and doing what needs to be done to get that. So let me just relax for a little while and think about this. 
in the meantime, I'll apply for a whole bunch of jobs and just see which one I get. So I applied for ridiculous jobs, like <laughs> CEO of Walmart-type jobs. Okay, And the owner of this sunglass company chain called me back and asked me if I wanted to be a store manager. I thought, well, that's not CEO of Walmart, but sure, why the hell not? I'll give it a shot. So I took over as a store manager of a sunglass company and worked there for, I don't think it was longer than three months before I realized, yeah, there's no way I can work for people anymore. It was just not for me. So uh, one day they pissed me off, and I said, you know what? I'm leaving the keys on the desk. There's no one else in the store. You might want to send somebody to come lock up. And I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it was about, about a couple weeks after that that I decided to go into real estate. And real estate was what I should have been doing all along. I mean, I love it. Even when I was in the classes, I knew this was right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that was a pretty easy transition from there. I mean, I was motivated. Uh, it really brought that spark back in me and that drive back. When bad news comes your way, what's your process where you say, I'm going to recognize what's happening here, I'm going to make a transition, I'm going to get to the place where you're in that, that area of thriving, where you know you're doing what makes sense to you. What's, what's your method? Honestly, my personal method is I'm a Christian, and so my method is just understanding that God is in control. That's the biggest thing. Because for me, at the end of the day, I know that what I'm doing does not matter on a larger scale. So if I'm worried about something, then I just take a step back and say, you know what? This is not that big of a deal. Let's look at this logically. Let's think about how we're going to overcome this. And then I just put a plan together and I put it in place. I'm not afraid of failure. That's the biggest reason why I've been able to be successful in what I'm doing because I'm not afraid to fail. Hmm. I think that failure is essential. A failure is what teaches us how to overcome bigger things, and it's what helps us grow and learn. So that's really my process, just trying to remind myself that it's okay to fail and that failing is better than doing nothing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that approach where your love of leadership and innovation, your refusal to have a boss. There's a lot of people out there who are very frustrated with their work situation and may not have the courage that you had to just leave the keys on the table and, and, and walk out on you know a, a garbage situation. Tell me a little bit about that drive within you. You're fiercely independent. You love the freedom of having your own life and success on your own shoulders. Will you share why you believe that is? Was it having poor bosses in the past that impeded you? Was it a lack of character in organizations you worked for? Was it work environments that didn't allow you to be everything you were? What led to that fierce entrepreneurial drive in you? There was a combination of things. Early on, before I joined the Marine Corps, I worked for a lot of bosses that were pretty, uh, I hate to use the word abusive, but they were kind of abusive because I was underage and they knew they could say whatever they wanted to and I needed the job so they could do whatever they wanted and they wouldn't lash out at them. I see. So I think that's where it started. And then once I got in the Marine Corps, I had a ton of poor leadership at a handful of different units that I was with. And some of my early experiences in presidential security at the time, there was a huge issue with poor leadership, hazing, and those really put a bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. And so I knew that if I wasn't in control, I wasn't going to be happy. I see. And 
that is what got me to that point. I decided that I had to be in control. And it's kind of liberating when you get to that point. But in order to get the courage to actually do it, I would just say, honestly, educate yourself. Figure out what it is that you want to do and then educate yourself. That is something that I realized early on because I had to teach myself school. I had to teach myself to be able to pass the GED test and to learn what I know. One of the things that I took away from that is that we live in an age right now where the answers to any question you could possibly want are in this little tiny device that fits in your pocket. Right. That's a superpower. Right. And how do people use that? They watch videos of cats. (laughs) Right. That's how they use that superpower. Right. Instead, they could be looking up how to fix a car if you want to start a mechanic shop. Start there, how to fix a car. I mean, if you want to start a business, how to file for an LLC, Google it. It'll pop up. You can learn how to do it in five minutes. I mean, seriously, anything you want to know how to do, you could do it. And so that's what I did. I decided what I was going to do. I taught myself how to do it through information and the power of the Internet. Then I just went at it. I think that is ultimately where people need to start and start empowering themselves because if you're not educated – on whatever it is that you want to do, then you're always going to be stuck working for corporate America. Right. Yeah, let's get into this now. Let's get into what you do. In in prior interviews, you spoke of the importance of people living beneath their means for financial resilience, learning the importance of saving and investing. Will you share what you experienced as you bought your first property and how this affected your life? Whenever I bought my first property, I wasn't actually planning on buying a house. I was 21, and I fully intended on just renting a place. Um, I just got out of another rental property, and I went and saw a real estate agent, having no idea how the process worked. This particular real estate agent was a Marine. And though he was just trying to get a sale out of me, the lesson he taught me was pretty invaluable at the time. He asked me, well, why do you want to rent? And I said, well, because I'm not going to live here very long. I'm you know, probably going to be moving sometime soon, so I'm on the way probably getting out. And he was like, okay, but why wouldn't you just buy a house and turn it into a rental property? And I said, oh, well, I didn't really know you could do that. And so I started learning about that, and then the next day I literally went out and picked up as many books on real estate investing as I possibly could, many books about buying rental properties. So I, I read them. I went back to the guy and said, okay. I would like to buy a house, actually. And so I got pre-approved. We were literally, in one week, we were in a house. And the cost of our three-bedroom house was cheaper than the two-bedroom apartment we were renting. And we owned it. And so we lived there for a year, and then I hired a property management company, and I rented it out. It only took me 60 days to rent it out. To this day, I still own that house, and I have never lapsed with a tenant. So I have always had a tenant in that house, and my tenant actually just renewed for another year. So we've had pretty good experience with that particular rental property, and that has been liberating. And so now I educate people in my own local area when I'm working with them as an agent, and I find people who are talking about renting. I explain the same process, and I say, look, guys, you can use the government's money that they're giving you, your housing allowance, to purchase and build up equity in a home right now instead of paying someone else's equity on a rental property. And that's the way to go. I mean, that's just a great starting point 
to build success for yourself financially. Anyone who speaks with you realizes that you get to the truth of things quickly. You don't stomach garbage and nonsense. You get to the truth of the matter. And you've described how real estate agents in many states only take a short course about real estate law but they don't take the time to truly understand the significance of what their clients experience during the process of purchasing or selling a property. And it's a reality that some realtors have never even purchased or sold their own property. So how important is it for people who are considering purchasing or selling their property to find someone who's seasoned and trustworthy? It is paramount. I mean, think about this. When you buy a home, you're going to be spending on average, close to $200,000. For most people, especially young military families, that is the largest expense you are going to have for a very long time, maybe even in your entire life. So it is very important that you find somebody who knows what they're doing, who can give you the educated advice that you need, that is going to help you be successful. There are a ton of real estate agents, like you said, that have never even bought their own home. How can you help somebody purchase a house if you've never purchased a house? Right, right. That blows my mind. But all it takes to get licensed in real estate is you go to a course, which on average is only about two months long, maybe three. You pass an in-class test, you pass a state test, boom, you're licensed. You pay your dues. All in all, it costs about a thousand bucks to get licensed and start selling homes. Hmm. That's it. So just because you're a licensed real estate agent does not mean you are a good real estate agent. Right. In the city of Savannah, there are over 3,000 real estate agents, and that's Savannah, Georgia. There's over 3,000 real estate agents. Only 10% of them sell more than five or six homes a year. That's it. And most of those people that they're selling homes to are friends, family, or someone they bump into at the grocery store. That's it. And so, especially around military bases, it's super important because what we have right now is you'll get these stay-at-home moms that will get their real estate license, and then their husbands, who are on base all the time, will say, hey, my wife's a real estate agent. You should use her. And then you get stuck with an agent who's never sold a home before, just got a license last week, and now she is trying to tell you how to buy an investment property that you can rent out later. And they don't even own a house. They're renting a house off base. That's the danger of not being careful about the real estate agent that you choose. I want to talk a little bit, too, about some big companies that are out there who market themselves as helping veterans, but at the end of the day, provide little to no actual value to veterans and their families. Will you share with Get Up Nation why your company called Helping Heroes PCS is different? So there's a lot of companies out there that do something similar to what we're doing. One way that we differ is we sat down and we decided that the whole point of this program was going to be to help veterans. So even when we do an interview to bring on a new agent into this program, one of the questions is, do you understand that our goals and our ethos is that we are here to help veterans first and make money second? And are you okay with that? Hmm. And we've actually had people say no. We've had veterans say no, we're not okay with that. We're here to make money. Hmm. Okay, great. And this program is not for you. Hmm. That's the biggest thing that we do different. So our goal is to take out the guessing game of finding a good real estate agent, especially 
especially for our military folks, when you guys PCS to a new area, you usually don't know anybody there, especially a real estate agent. And so what most people do is they take the Google and they just look up the first real estate agent that comes to mind. Sometimes those are decent agents. A lot of times they're not. And so you're really just rolling the dice on your real estate agent. And once you're under contract, you're kind of stuck with that real estate agent. By the time you realize this agent doesn't know what they're doing, it might be too late. I mean, you could end up in a sticky situation. So what we do is we have veterans all over the country that are also real estate agents. All of our real estate agents close at least 25 deals a year, minimum, to be a part of this group. The average number of closings per agent in our network is 60 a year. That means that these guys are in the top of their markets all over the country. And so what we do is when you reach out to us through our website, we will connect with you, and then we will hook you up with one of those veteran agents in whatever area that you're moving to. So that way you know that you can trust that person that you're working with and that they care about you because they're also veterans. And furthermore, what we do is all of those people, the agents in our network, give 10% of their commission towards your closing costs, which is going to help you financially. Ultimately how it works, and it's pretty exciting to see it in action. It's a concrete reality. It's not just a company saying we help veterans. Your company actually does help veterans. It puts money in their pocket, helps ease the stress of that transition. And I wanted to ask you also, regardless of the state of the housing market, there will always be military personnel who'll be moving to their next duty station. They get their orders. They have to go. So how can military families possess resilience when it comes to home sales and purchases during their service? The biggest thing that they need to do is focus on getting into a house and making a smart decision with your first purchase. If you make a smart decision with your first purchase, then the market is really not going to matter that much. And here's another thing to consider. One of the objections that I've heard in the past is that if I buy a home and the market crashes, what will I do? I said, okay, well, as long as you're around a military base, first of all, the market's probably going to be relatively stable because we have to have homes. The second thing is what happens when nobody can buy a home anymore and the banks aren't giving out loans? People rent. That's all they can do. That's the only option left on the table. If you have a house, as long as you can make the mortgage payment, you're going to be fine anyways. You can just wait out the storm. But if you're turning that into a rental property and you're afraid of the market crashing, Just understand if the market crashes, the rental market usually goes up because nobody can buy homes anymore. So I wouldn't stress about that sort of thing too much. There's always going to be markets around military towns. That's just how it works because we have to have housing. One of your passions in giving back to veterans, a portion of some of your referral fees go toward a nonprofit you're organizing to help veterans who are transitioning into the civilian world, transitioning and experiencing mental health challenges, substance abuse. Will you share some about that? Yeah, absolutely. So... One of the things that we really thrive on as a company is being transparent. We're not scared to tell you how we operate and how we make money. So the way that real estate works is when a client is sent from one agent to another. So if you're moving, you just sold your house, your real estate agent says, yeah, I know an agent in California. They really don't know an agent in California, most likely. (laughs) What they do is they go on Facebook, they find a real estate agent in one of these real estate agent groups, They pass you on to them and say, yeah, this is my friend Sally in California. She's great. You can work with her. (laughs) And then that agent pays your seller's agent a 25% referral fee. That's how real estate referrals normally work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, is something similar. When you guys reach out to our 
company and want to be hooked up with an agent, we hook you up with that agent, and then that agent pays a referral fee if you end up buying a house and it ends up closing. However, that 10% commission that they put towards your closing costs comes out of the referral fee. So that means the company only gets a 15% referral fee, and then 10% of it goes to you to help you with your closing costs. That means everybody wins. The real estate agent that's also a veteran, we're helping them grow their business too. They get the business. The consumer, the veteran consumer, gets to save money and gets to work with a veteran agent that they know is going to take care of them. And the company gets to make just enough money that we can continue to grow and expand and do bigger things. And one of the big things that we're doing is what you just brought up, is we are working towards starting a nonprofit that is geared towards helping veterans with mental health issues, especially those that are getting kicked out for substance abuse problems. Because I've seen it happen. One of my best friends had a substance abuse problem while he was in the Marine Corps. A lot of his problems stemmed from mental health issues. He had PTSD in a bad way, and he could not get the help that he needed for it. They just kept blowing him off. And so he started self-medicating with alcohol. Well, he got caught being too drunk and belligerent, and he got stuck in the Marine Corps alcoholics program, and he failed out of it. So he got kicked out of the Marine Corps. They started the process of separating him. Because they were separating him on an other-than-honorable discharge, he was losing all of his benefits. And not only that, but then they put him on lockdown, basically, and he couldn't drink alcohol anymore. So he ended up with a roommate that was getting kicked out for drug use. Guess what that roommate introduced him to? Introduced him to drugs. So then he got hooked on that started self-medicating. And... Ironically, I'm actually the one that caught them and turned them in. So they got kicked out for that, and eventually I was able to help him get clean, get straight, and now he is doing amazing outside of the Marine Corps. He's got a great job, a great wife. He's got kids. He's doing awesome. So there's a happy ending to that story, but for a lot of people, there's not. As soon as they get kicked out, they stay with their crutch, or I guess their crutch stays with them, and they end up homeless or worse because now they have no support, they've got no benefits, they just lost their pay and their job, they can't get another job because their crutch is holding them back, and they just have nothing. So a lot of these people end up on the streets or end up killing themselves. My goal is to attack that problem at the source. And that is people transitioning. So one of the things that we would like to do is we would like to catch them as they're transitioning out, put them either in a facility or point them in the right direction to a facility, give them the mental health support that they need. And we haven't decided exactly how we're going to do that. It's a very difficult logistical thing to accomplish. However, we're in the process of figuring that out. We're looking at some pretty creative ways to help these guys. But one of the things that we want to make clear is we want to give them accessible mental health care that's free for them. So that way they can start getting off of their crutch. They can start getting rehabilitated. And then we would like to do business classes, try and get them reacclimated to civilian life and teach them how they can be successful in the business world after the Marine Corps. I love that. As this unfolds, I can't wait to see what this generates. Tell me more about the goals that you're dialed in on this year. How are you looking to partner with others? What are you seeking to achieve next? 
anybody listening to this who's keyed into what you're doing and wants to get involved or has interest in supporting you in some way or accessing your services, uh, what should they do? So if you want to support us, first of all, tell all of your friends about it. Second of all, you can go on our Facebook page. It's Helping Heroes PCS and share it. If we post something, share it. Share our page. That is the best way you can help us. Just help us get the word out that this exists. Um, we don't want any donations. We don't want any money. We just want your support. That's it. Um, and so, or if you're looking to buy a home anywhere in the country, please go to helpingheroespcs.com and fill out the contact form. We'll reach out to you and we'll get you hooked up with an agent. And that is also a way that you can help support us. Shane, I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Absolutely. All right. Who are you thankful for today? I'm really thankful for my family, and I'm really thankful for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? I am thankful for all the opportunities I've had in this life so far and really just thankful for life in general. How do you fuel the fire within you? I keep educating myself. I keep my goals in front of me and I keep pushing towards them. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Time. It really taught me to value time. What are you doing today you never thought you could? I'm on your podcast, which is uh, mind-blowing. <laughs> and what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? I'll be an anchor at Fox News. Just kidding, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I really don't know what tomorrow holds, but whatever it is, I'm excited for it. How can people learn more about you and your amazing work? You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can find me at Shane Thoreau. That's T-H-E-R-A-U-L-T. Or you can go to our Helping Heroes PCS page and reach out to us. And if you want to speak with me, I would be happy to talk to you. Just fill out the uh, comment section on the contact form that you'd love to talk to me, and I'll give you a call. Thank you, Shane, for taking the time today to share with Get Up Nation who you are and your commitment to serving those who serve. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and keep up the good work. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Such a pleasure to share with you the passion, expertise, and drive of Shane Theralt of Helping Heroes PCS. If you're one of the brave men and women who volunteered to serve our country in the armed forces, let Shane and his team of professional realtors help you make your transition with the peace of knowing he and his team are not only excellent at their craft, but understanding of your sacrifice. Let Shane and his team go beyond what other organizations do and not only set you up for success during one of the largest purchases you may ever make, but also put money in your pocket with wise principles and gratitude for our security and safety every day you put on your uniform.